Hey, Dad, how do you throw a curveball? How do you build a fort? How do refrigerators run? How do fish learn how to swim? Kids ask a lot of questions. How high can you jump? But you don't have to know every answer. How many phone numbers are there? Because you don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. How do cell phones work? There are thousands of children in foster care who don't need every question answered. What's electricity? They just need you. What's the moon made of? For more information on how you can adopt, go to AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Oh, you think for yourself? We like that around here. This is American Viewpoints with Mike Ferguson. There was a lot of news to digest this week. Joe Biden picks his running mate. More protests turned violent around the country. A court battle actually could affect your ability to get a ride through that ride-sharing app, at least at the price you're paying right now. And we still don't know if there's going to be another coronavirus stimulus plan. And that's just some of the news we dealt with this week. We are going to try to make sense of all of those specific ones I just mentioned. I'm Mike Ferguson. Thank you for spending part of your weekend with us here on American Viewpoints. And I want to welcome in the Springfield, Missouri audience uh, on our newest affiliate, KWTO, which is just a legendary station in the Midwest. So welcome, everybody. I'm thrilled to be back on the air in Springfield. Joined now by Nick Staley from the Foundation for Government Accountability. Nick, let's talk stimulus and let's talk... uh, unemployment, extra benefits, and all the money and all the spending and all the debt that goes with it. What do you say? Well, uh, first of all, thanks for having me uh, back on your program and and congratulations um, on picking up uh, another station. Oh, yeah. Uh, Springfield's a great market. Uh, I was on TV there for a long time and uh, now I'm just really excited to be, uh, be working with Springfield again. Oh, that, that's exciting. Well, you know, I'll tell you, you know, the, the big thing that we've been hearing lately is, uh, is really about fraud. And uh, that's, the, that's the thing that uh, is, ought to be at the front of everybody's mind as we consider whether or not Congress needs to extend out uh, this, this $600 bonus where we've been paying uh, able-bodied people not to work. Um, you know, when you, when you dig into this and start looking at it, we're, we're talking about for the rest of this year, just this year, we're, we're on track to pay out more in fraud than, the, than was paid out for, through the entire UI system, the unemployment insurance system last year, about $26 billion. So, you know, more than 51, people, 51 million people have uh, filed initial unemployment claims since mid-March. And when you, when you really start to dig into those numbers, you realize just how much of it is fraud. And we've got all kinds of examples from across the country. Well, there was the one uh, where the guy bought like a, a Lamborghini or something like that. And uh, I know a lot of people get you know really angry at those. Some people just roll their eyes. But we're talking widespread fraud is, is what you're uh, referring here. And is that just a matter of Congress is rushing so fast to put something together, anything together, at least on the first couple of rounds of stimulus, that it's bound to get missed? Or are there inherent problems with the the system to begin with? Well, you know, it's a little bit of both. So to begin with, there was already a fraud problem in, in the system, and states definitely need to be doing more. It's a state problem. They need to be doing more to make sure that the people who are receiving those benefits are are truly eligible to receive them. But ultimately, when you have this many claims, I mean, there's just, there is no government agency that's gonna be able uh, you know, to properly watch that. There's just too many claims coming in. Right now, the Secret Service is already working 
uh, to uncover and stop an international fraud ring that could cost the unemployment system hundreds of, of millions of dollars. Um, you know, there's also a Nigerian fraud ring. I mean, we've all received the emails, right? Sure. The Nigerian prince emails. Well, uh, they're getting pretty sophisticated and it's now they're saying as much as 650 million in fraudulent claims have already been paid out. That's already done. That money's already lost. Uh, well, yeah. well, that's something that we should be looking for, even in the best of, of times. But as you and I are talking right now, there has been no agreement on whether or not to have another trillion dollar plus spending plan for coronavirus relief. And there, there are areas where I can see both sides of the argument. For instance, um, we are giving a lot of people more money to stay home and not work than they would if they went back into their jobs, whether it's the service sector or whatever the jobs are. So there is a bad incentive there. But at the same time, a lot of these people lost their jobs or lost their hours because governments actually shut down the businesses in the first place. So do we have some responsibility to provide for people who were working and are out of work through no fault of their own right now? Well, you know, there is an existing UI system to help with that. And I know that it's, that it can be tough, but I'll say this, the government has an important responsibility and that responsibility is to get the country back open. Uh, and the same, and especially some of these states that are refusing to open up, they don't want to open up schools. They don't want to open up uh, much of anything. And, um, you know, look, between May and June, we netted an additional half a million open jobs. 1.8 million jobs were added in July. And I can tell you just a personal anecdote. Um, I have a friend who works for a Fortune 500 company, and she's the primary wage earner in her home. And she'd been out of work since March. The week that the unemployment bonus expired, she went back to work. Which tells me that right up until that point, her employer was perfectly happy to let the taxpayers sort of subsidize, uh, you know, helping them keep their corporate profits where they want them to be. And, uh, you know, I, I just think that's wrong. And I don't know many people who think it's right. Let, let's talk about what this actually means to everybody else. Um, so when we talk about these spending plans and it's an election year, so politicians are definitely eager to uh, hand out something to voters, especially this close to an election. But a lot of times we hear billions and that used to make our heads spin. Now we're talking trillions, but will we actually in, in our households feel the impact of that? Because I think we've gotten so numb to government wasting money, but we never actually feel the pinch in our own wallet or in our household, at least not that we can detect. How are we actually going to uh, pay for this? Because we hear taxpayers are going to pay for it, but I don't know that we actually feel like we are. Right. Well, I think what we're going to do is we're going to borrow trillions of dollars uh, against our, our children and grandchildren for them to pay back. Uh, we're going to leave them uh, crippled with, uh, saddled with this debt. And, you know, ultimately uh, that, that money doesn't go to hardworking, to, to most of the hardworking people who could probably use a break right now. The folks it's going to are people who are, who are not working, including a lot of people who are committing fraud by refusing suitable work, by refusing to go back to work, or people who are just outright fraudsters who are filing with stolen social security numbers and stolen names. You know, I, I live in Arkansas. Our governor was even a victim of this. Uh, he, they, they just announced not too long ago that, that, they, that he was being targeted uh, with unemployment fraud. So the problem is far and wide, and ultimately uh, the folks who have been working through this entire pandemic, uh, those of us who never stopped, uh, you know, I, I can't foresee us seeing much of anything out of uh, after spending 
potentially, I think the bottom end number that, uh, that the Democrats are saying they're willing uh, to spend is two to $2.4 trillion, which is, by the way, bigger than the entire budget as recently as the year 2000. Nick, we've got a minute or so left here. Um, so a lot of people will be saying, okay, so what is a better solution if it's not just adding $400 or $600 a week to unemployment claims? What is the way to kind of right this ship or at least getting us going back to the right direction to where we were just, goodness, six or seven months ago when things were in much better condition uh, economically? That's right. Yeah. You know, just a few months ago, we were sitting at a uh, just over a 3% unemployment rate. There were 7 million open jobs. Uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of data now showing that the economy is coming back. Uh, it's going to come roaring back. But if we want to see that happen fully, we've got to stop making these fear-based decisions. We have to get out of this culture of fear. and We have to realize that, uh, you know, this, this economy has to be reopened. Um, and then in terms of the unemployment program, if you want to protect the unemployment program, it's not by spending more money. It's by checking those new hire records, checking jail and prison records, uh, engaging with the National Integrity Data Hub, cross-checking data with other state agencies, just ultimately reviewing all these cases, flagging them and reviewing them, and making sure that the people who are on unemployment insurance um, are the people who truly need that. And I'm sure everybody's going to get on that right after the election, probably, Nick. What's, uh, what's the way people can keep up with uh, your writing, whether it's on this or your press releases or videos, or what's the way to be in touch? Yeah, they can uh, follow us at vfga.org and uh, Foundation for Government Accountability also on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Parler, Twitter, you name it, we're there. All right, Nick, thanks for the uh, update and the insight. Thanks for having me. Well, it is fair to say that uh, many of the protests, the violent ones I'm talking about, are, are at the very least confusing. A lot of people don't know what the rioters actually want. But peaceful protests are calling for, among other things, reforms to our police and our court systems, and that we can talk about. And we are just ahead right here on American Viewpoints. You are on Facebook already, right? So find the American Viewpoints page, like us, and get involved in the conversation. There's something new posted every day. It may be hard to believe, but people just like you are already saving money. FeedThePig.org makes it easy. Their simple savings plan teaches you how to start saving without going overboard. So you don't need to start foraging wild berries. I was skeptical, but these are actually pretty good. You don't need to sell your soul to the devil. Fifteen bucks is the best I can do. You just need FeedThePig.org. Don't get left behind. Get tips and tools at FeedThePig.org. Brought to you by the American Institute of CPAs and the Ad Council.